It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. All right, today is December 4th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it is great to be with you. Uh, thank you, Bill. Now, again, all our government offices are closed. In fact, I got a call this morning from uh, the Orlando VA and stating that they will be fully operational Wednesday, December 5th. If you have an appointment uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, which tomorrow, be sure to contact them. Make sure that uh, the VA or your appointment is still scheduled for that day. Um, I guess uh, some are going to be closed, some are going to be open. At least we know the Orlando one's going to be open. So, again, it's going to be fully operational. And, again, be sure to give your uh, VA a call just to make sure that they're going to be open. Now, Bill, we heard you have some news for us about Secretary uh, Robert Wilkie. I mean, we I guess uh, they had a little incident last week that we mentioned, and now it's starting to clear up a little bit. Yes, we do, Gary. But just following up on that announcement... Uh, by the VA, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's very uh, important that we uh, uh, give our thoughts and prayers uh, to the uh, Bush family. That's uh, uh, President George Herbert Walker Bush, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 94, 41st President of the United States of America, and Gary, the last of the World War II presidents. Yes, you know, uh, President Bush served as a Navy pilot in World War II. The youngest. At uh, one point, he was the youngest at right. age 18. Flew 58 combat missions, shot down twice. What an amazing military uh, service record that he had. And uh, we certainly want to thank him for his dedicated and steadfast service to the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Well, and now on to uh, uh, some more VA news following up what you just said, Gary. We wondered how a VA that has announced recently that this year they were starting with a uh, a budget of two hundred and eight point eight billion dollars to hmm. serve our men and women who serve this country. So this week, uh, the secretary Robert Wilkie, and these are his words. He says, "To clear up any confusion, I want hmm. to make clear that each and every post nine eleven GI Bill." beneficiary will be made 100% whole retroactively if need be for housing benefits for this academic year based on forever GI Bill rates 
uh, not on post-9-11 GI Bill rates. Uh, Gary, as you know, that created a tremendous scare, and it still is because some of our veterans were affected with not receiving uh, their payments for their, the academic year and their housing benefits who uh, rendered some of them out in the streets homeless. So this is great to know that not only the secretary has made this announcement, but also the undersecretary uh, for uh, veterans' benefits made this very clear that whatever it takes, they're going to make everyone whole. So uh, we want all of our veterans out in the community to be aware of that. Yes, a lot different than last week. I mean, there's guys out there that haven't been paid for, what, five months? Yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. A, and that never ever should have happened, Gary. But, uh, you know, as we say, all that ends well is well. That's true. All right. Well, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest today. And indeed, it is an honor, Gary, to introduce John Van. John is the hey, co-founder Gary. and president regional director, member of the board of directors for Racing for Vets. He's based in Tampa, Florida. John is, a, is the visionary behind Racing for Vets, and in the summer of 2012, John became the co-founder, vice president, and the first veteran driver in the advanced competition program. Now, John was additionally the first regional director in the Cincinnati area and the creator of the programs in place today. John served with the United States Army Infantry in Iraq from 2001 to 2007, during which he suffered combat injuries including traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress, which required two to three years in rehabilitation. John has significant experience with nonprofits, benefiting service disabled veterans, and brings his knowledge of veterans' needs to Racing for Vets. In 2017, John took over as president of Racing for Vets to consolidate the programs to the three main areas of of focus, which are adaptive sports, automotive uh, training and careers, and an advanced competition program. It is also to be noted that uh, John is retired from the U.S. Army with the rank of Staff Sergeant. John Van, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, John. Well, thank you, guys. That was a, a, a very overwhelming introduction, but I, I appreciate uh, all your kind words, and uh, I, I look forward to getting the information out about Racing for Vets and uh, sharing our program with everybody and, and uh, how we do things and, and how we're different. All right. Well, John, tell our listeners what made you choose a racing as a way with helping vets, your way of helping vets. So, uh, like I said, when, when I, when I got out of the military, I was medically discharged in, uh, 2007. Uh, I joined right after 9-11 and, uh, uh, after 9-11 happened three weeks later, 
you know, October 3rd, uh, I was uh, off the Fort Benning. And so my, my, my idea of serving was, you know, from that, from that time. But when I get out and came back uh, post-service and I was injured, uh, going through rehab, uh, I participated in, in, a, in a bunch of programs uh, that were designed uh, to help integrate and rehabilitate and also be forms of therapy. And a lot of the programs that uh, I participated in, they they weren't really based in the communities. As I looked to my left and right and, and my fellow, you know, uh, veterans, uh, we had to travel distances. They were very far. Uh, they were remote-based uh, opportunities. Uh, and what I mean by that, they were either if it was like kayaking, it's always, you know, a river, or if you're horseback riding inside of a stable, or, you know, where there's adaptive skiing or kayak, kayak, uh, kayaking in the, in the ocean, you know, those things are, are you know, remote-based. Basically, you know, I don't know a lot of veterans that are living on farms or, you know, next to rivers, but so we have to travel, uh, you know, sometimes an hour to two hours to participate. And uh, even though these events were, you know, good, they, they weren't like uh, something that a veteran can do. And not only do it wasn't in the veterans community. So, you know, uh, my background was uh, heavily in, a, in a automotive and motorsports, uh, not only during military, but before. And I wanted to find a way to tie, uh, you know, like passion uh, veterans that are passionate for, uh, you know, motorsports and the automotive community and, and building and just being tied back to the community. I, and I was like, you know, there's a, there's a automotive shops and there's, uh, races and there's tracks in every community across the country. So unlike a lot of other programs and things, they're, they're not, you know, uh, confined to, you know, only, you know, a river. You know, every community has automotive shops, has car clubs, has racetracks, has, uh, you know, anything from karting to off-roading. So this can be something that us passionates can do in our communities, which is, you know, one of the key pillars to, uh, one of our programs, it has to be community-based. It has to uh, get you involved back in your community. And, and that was the thing that I, that I really uh, pushed me towards, uh, you know, creating programs that, that are in the veterans community. Right. What made you pick Tampa? Uh, well, Tampa is a beautiful, beautiful area. It's a uh, summer all year round. And coming from Ohio, where uh, um, typically I, I moved from Cleveland to Cincinnati, and I thought, you know, I was going to get the effects of winter in, in Cincinnati. But, you know, you still get a lot of rain and, and sometimes snow in the area. But uh, I, I needed to be somewhere warmer. And uh, coming from being stationed out in California, uh, I just wanted to be in the sun, but it's, it's very expensive up there. So I was like, hey, let's, let's check out Florida. Uh, you know, a lot of veterans are moving down to the area. And, and they have great VAs down here. And so I uh, came down, bought a house, and, and never left. Loved it. Uh, every minute of it, it's all year round uh, racing because of the weather, of course. Uh, you're, you're not confined to, you know, being indoors and outdoor programs. Uh, and it's just a beautiful weather and a beautiful state. I love it. All right. I understand. Uh, I'm from Milwaukee. So uh, when I moved down here, that was back in 74. I never went back. <laughs> you, know, yep. there's, you know, after after spending I don't know how many years here, I finished finished college and and uh, I just didn't want to go back. This uh, shoveling snow from all those years, I wasn't going to do it again. <laughs> 
in a while. Yep, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> All right. And Bill, do you do you have anything uh, you want to throw in there before we go on break? Well, I just like to say that Gary, this is the first time that uh, this is a trifecta. You moved from Milwaukee uh, <laughs> to uh, to Florida. John moved from Ohio to Florida. I grew up in South Florida and Miami, so we 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 can all speak the same language today. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and take our break? You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space in all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Van, with Racing for Vets. And Bill? Well, Gary and John also, you know, sometimes I have this opportunity to make the statement. And actually, it's a question rhetorically. What is the cost of war in terms of human capital? And uh, I guess in John's case, uh, uh, with the uh, veterans that uh, he's working with, that uh, he probably often uh, come in contact with veterans like himself who uh, are recovering from uh, post-traumatic stress, traumatic 
brain injury. Uh, uh, John, give us an idea, our listening audience, some of these individuals who are recovering after serving our country, but again, trying to reintegrate back in home and community and uh, continue their lives. Well, you know, one of the, one of the, I would say the, the, the key element uh, missing uh, when these veterans uh, are coming back and they're in therapy, they're getting their treatment, is being involved in the community. We, we have to find uh, ways and opportunities to get the veterans involved in the community directly. That means with businesses, groups, you know, rotaries, you know, any type of uh, networking opportunities because, you know, we can have the best treatment and the best, you know, medical care in the world, but if it's not translating to the, their, their lifestyle, the way they're living, their, their opportunities for work and education, and their opportunities for community. Uh, you know, all, all the resources of, of getting that veteran the best equipment, the best wheelchair, the best adaptive equipment uh, goes to waste if he doesn't use it. Uh, and the, the main thing that I see with veterans coming uh, back and wanting is wanting to be a part of a, uh, something that, that gives them purpose and meaning again. And, uh, you know, they're, they're on this road, the struggle to, you know, find a, a new home, a new community, because a lot of veterans, they don't move back to their original place where they signed up. They, they, they move to a new community. They stay uh, local to where they're, they're getting discharged stationed from. And so quite often they're, they're have a completely new community that they, they don't know and they're not tied to it. And, and, you know, the three of us, we know uh, the best resource is our communities. You know, you, the more connections, the more involved you are, the more opportunities, not only for employment, for education, and, and also support uh, you'll have. And, you know, some of the, the best resources and support that I found is, is going to local uh, groups and meetings like Rotaries and BNIs and stuff like that. You'll find a plethora of businesses and community leaders that are willing to uh, lend their resources and, and not only their resources, but their, their, their personal uh, time and, and commitment uh, to helping veterans get back on track. And, and that, that's real rehab because when, when you have a community that doesn't let you fail, that's, uh, or doesn't let you, you know, backslide towards, you know, you know, not going to your appointments, not staying on time or, or anything like that. That's when the, that's when the veteran, you know, gets better because he has safety nets in place for, for the days he's not feeling good, for when the PTSD is kicking in. He has, you know, battle buddies uh, in his community to where uh, it's, it's, it's helping create, you know, a buffer for him uh, for when he does have those bad days, him or her. But uh, that, I would say that's the most important element is, is getting him back involved in the community uh, with a purpose. Absolutely, John. Community involvement and working with other veterans uh, who may be similar circumstances uh, very important. Now, I noticed from your very extensive and comprehensive website uh, that uh, there's a program of partnership announced with the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, which I think specifically uh, gets into 
some portions of assessing and treating uh, veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress and cognitive uh, processing therapy. Give our listening audience uh, uh, a bird's eye view of uh, what that uh, program is all about uh, with the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs. So this this was a, a very organic process that that happened uh, with the Fort Thomas VA. They have a, a eight week uh, treatment program uh, for PTSD, and and uh, these veterans are flown in from all over the country to go to this inpatient uh, post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, you know, class and it's a therapy and, and they're, they're, they're inpatients for eight weeks. And part of the, the program is to take the uh, veteran out to the community to participate in events. It's a, you know, it's part of the reintegration. And uh, typically uh, from the last numbers I had, uh, they, they, eight weeks, they have about 60 veterans uh, on average uh, that participate in the, in the program. And they would have signups to go to kayaking, to go to the mall, to go to the movies, you know, and this is completely free to them. Uh, it's part of the, the treatment and service to get them reintegrated and teach them how to uh, deal with tactics and techniques to, and help them uh, better deal with, you know, stressful environments. Maybe it's a, a line or a dark room with noises. And so it's a volunteer participation rate. Uh, so what the veteran would do, he would sign up and say, hey, I want to go to the movies. Uh, typically, they had anywhere from 5 to 12 people sign up and uh, they go on these, you know, these three or four hour trips. Uh, we approached them and say, hey, listen, we have a partner uh, in Cincinnati that uh, they, they, he owns a track and is full throttle racing in Cincinnati. And uh, he's willing to shut down the track, close it, uh, you know, and we can bring the veterans in and our team of veterans will help run the track. And so they can participate in some, you know, in, in, in a safe environment that's closed off to the public, uh, some time on the track and learn about our program and learn about motorsports while having, you know, some competitive fun. And so they're like, okay, we'll try this. And this was like five years ago. And uh, so they put it out. The, the first sign-up is 47 veterans. And, and the VA said, well, we never had this many veterans sign up, so we have to get a bus. And so they had to go get a bus, and then they were like, well, we, ne- we don't have the amount of caretakers to facilitate 47 veterans going. So they had to reach out throughout the hospital and get some more providers to come along the trip. They said, hey, we never had to deal with this because we didn't, we didn't think it would be that much of a demand. And we're like, yes, we have, you know, veterans come to the program all the time that love it, stay and participate because it is exciting. It is, you know, it is competitive. It is, it, it, it is a something new that they can be involved in uh, competition and, and in sportsmanship and it gives them that purpose being on a team again and uh and, and ever since then uh the four or five years later the fort thomas va has uh always been bringing their veterans out and uh participating in a uh, bi-monthly uh event at full throttle racing now, that sounds like a very great program. Now, one other thing I noticed uh, uh, from the website, uh, is there's a kart racing program that you have. Uh, uh, tell, tell our uh, listening audience uh, about that also. So, yes, that's most definitely. That's, that's in Cincinnati, and our kart racing team is also in the facility at the Full Throttle uh, building in Cincinnati. And they have a whole section in the back of the building that uh, they allow our veterans to operate out of. They build, maintain 
uh, outdoor karting. So say the veterans come and they want to to keep this going. They they want this to be a weekly thing or a biweekly thing, uh, and that's why we have more opportunities for them. Uh, but the the program on the outdoor program is is not like the rental program uh, where where the rental program is ran by the facility. The outdoor program, those are racing for vet carts. They're built and maintained by the veteran teams, and they take them out weekly or biweekly. Uh, they race at a local uh, track, uh, Camden, Ohio, and the Ohio Valley Karting Association. They, they race out there, and they've been doing it for three, four years. And I think they have four carts now, four, uh, four fully built carts, uh, all built by the veterans, maintained. And not only do they maintain them, they build them, they maintain, and they fundraise uh, all independently uh, to keep the carts going. And if they want to, you know, add another cart, they got uh, more veterans that they, they go out and they fundraise independently uh, as a team and to go purchase a new cart. So these, uh, you know, men and women are not only uh, out in their community, you know, in, 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 in a purpose-based program, they're, they're reaching out to business leaders, they're reaching out to community leaders, and they're getting support. And what that's doing, that, that engagement part, is it's forcing them to go into the community to support their program. And with that, with the, the therapeutic process behind that is, you know, they're active, but now they're engaging with business leaders in the community, which is creating them connections. When we go back to how do we get them involved in the community, give them a goal, give them a project saying, hey, you want to race those carts? Guess what? we got to fundraise and we got to build it. So let's get out there as a team and let's make it happen. That is outstanding. And Gary? Yes, definitely. Now, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, you have programs. You have three main programs. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Three main programs. The uh, adaptive sports, which is either adaptive karting. Uh, it can be adaptive uh, car automobile racing, uh, anything from off-roading to track racing to karting. Uh, it, an adaptive, you can see if you are, uh, are paraplegic, if you're uh, ambulatory, uh, it doesn't matter what your disability is. Uh, if you have a desire to be out there and be engaged and be on a team, uh, you know, uh, the, the teams are veterans. They're all veterans. And, you know, we're not going to let each other down. We're going to figure out a way to make it happen. And, and uh, it's just the veteran has to want to get involved and want to be back on a team and want to be doing something with a purpose again. And uh, so that's the first program, Adaptive Sports. The second program, which is primarily uh, in Tampa, is the automotive training program where, uh, you know, a lot of veterans, they may not want to work on a car. They may not want to build a car. Uh, they may be into photography. They may be into journalism. Uh, you know, there's tons of jobs in the automotive industry that are not, you know, a tire tech. You know, there's, there's race talk radio. There's journalism. There's photography jobs. You know, there's tons and tons of jobs in the automotive industry that are looking to hire vets. We help them uh, build the bridges to get those using our connections and our networks. So say they come in uh, and they're doing photography, uh, they come out to our events and, you know, they, they take pictures for us. They, you know, they do tons of, you know, they write stories, they do journalism jobs. Uh, a lot of people, when they focus on automotive training, uh, they're, they're, they're just thinking it's the mechanical part. They're not thinking the logistics, the transportation, the, you know, the, the industry jobs that support it. And the last program is the awareness team, the, the automotive competition team. These are the team of veterans that built the vehicles from the ground up, and they take the vehicles out to events and shows throughout the country, and they highlight what a veteran can do 
with the proper support. So it's highlighting the ability, not the disability. It's highlighting the, the completed vehicle, the process, the hard work that went into it, and it's highlighting the veterans that built it. And so those, those are the veterans that are building the vehicles from the ground up and uh, taking them out in the community and showing what veterans are capable of doing. So how many how many veterans do you take on? So how many is this like a, a certain amount of months? So for each our, our program, uh, our program, the, the limitation to our program right now is funding. Uh, our program, uh, we serve as many veterans as we can. So in the in the Tampa area, we have anywhere from you know a weekly five to twenty veterans coming into the shop, participating in events uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, with the partnership with Fort Thomas, uh, they can be serving anywhere from 10 to 40 veterans a month. And the the biggest hurdle that we have is is funding because our programs are not grant-based programs. They're not quantity-based programs. Uh, since our our service is, you know, taking a car build a year, some of these veterans are involved in a program for over a year. You know, it, 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 it takes them a lot to get involved out the community. And, and that's part of the doing it differently and how we do things differently is a lot of grants are based off of quantity. They want you to, to get them the numbers. They want you to serve uh, a lot of veterans. And they want you to do, you know, we call them the hero for a day event. Uh, get, get 100 guys out there and, you know, serve them and, and that's it. You know, no follow-up, no, no, no type of connection. And... And our program is, is the complete opposite of that because you got to remember, I'm a veteran myself. I, you guys, you know, uh, veterans, and when you, when, you, when you serve and then when, you, when you're being served and you're just a quantity, like there's no follow-up, there's, there's no opportunity to participate in this event anymore, uh, you know, you, you feel a little disconnected. And so that's why our programs, they're like, hey, you know, this is designed to get you in your, this is a design to impact your life in a meaningful way. So when we go back and we look at our metrics, how is this helping you with your career and your education? How is motorsports helping you with your fitness and your health? How is it building you a community and getting you involved in your community? These are real questions. You know, like uh, as a veteran, I always get asked, that, hey, are you suicidal today? Or, you know, when you're going through these things, uh, like how is your stress level? You know, how about asking, like, hey, how is your community? How are you involved in your community? How is your family life? You know, how is your interaction with your family? Uh, do you guys go out and get engaged? You know, these are the questions that, you know, deal with more of a root cause than the simple, you know, on a scale of one to 10. And those type of services uh, are, are long-term services. They're not, you know, quantity-based services. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Van, with Racing for Vets. And Bill? Well, John, uh, you know, we heard about community, and you guys seem to be doing a great job there. But give our listening audience, again, as uh, I guess from you uh, particularly, how do you uh, prefer seeing the veterans that come in to work with you to be portrayed in the community as they, uh, you know, start to uh, rebuild, maybe continue their lives? What's, what's the best portrayal? that you like to see them uh, uh, be, uh, being observed as in the community? Um, you know, there, there's a, that's a great question, and I, and I would say there is a thing that, that motorsports and racing and the automotive community, you know, it's competition, it's winning, you're out there competing, and there, there's a thing when, when, when I reflect on a fellow veteran, uh, I always look at it like this. I want us to be portrayed as winners, as leaders, as go-getters, as uh, people that love our country and love our communities. And a lot of times, that's not the way we're portrayed. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in the nonprofit sector, uh, you know, fundraising is a major, major priority. Uh, and they don't portray veterans, you know, as somebody that is a leader or as a go-getter. They, you know, they try to portray us. You know, this is a coming from experience. As a veteran myself, as an injured veteran, I've seen other injured veterans used in this fashion as a, as a fundraising tool. They, uh, they'll, they'll take the pictures and they'll will you out and, and they portray veterans as the most injured, most, you know, helpless person in the world, uh, the, the raise funds. And as a, as a veteran myself and as some, as somebody that has experienced that and seen other veterans portray like that, you know, that's offensive to me. And so, we always like to say, you know, in our programs, we always highlight the ability, not the disability, because uh, you don't capture the person. You, you're, a lot of programs are just focusing on the injuries uh, and using it as a fundraising tool. Well, we're like, this is not, you know, beneficial. It's not only the veteran community, 
it's, it's not beneficial to any veteran at all because they're creating a stigma of this is what a veteran is, you know. Uh, and when you have these huge marketing campaigns that are, you know, completely focused on, you know, getting as much, you know, donor dollars for sympathy dollars as they can, uh, you know, it, it's creating a stigma about our community. Uh, and, and a lot of the business world, they have the stigma about PTSD and, and the problems associated with it. But what they don't realize is that, you know, these veterans with PTSD, they're go-getters, they're winners, they're leaders, you know, they're, they're, they're E3s, E4s, they're colonels, they're, you know, they're master sergeants, they're sergeant majors, you know, just because they have the stigma of PTSD, you know, we should focus on, you know, like what, what their experience was in the military, what their position was. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame when you see, you know, a sergeant major portrayed in a certain way, uh, and, and, you know, his 10, his 10 seconds of, uh, fame, whatever organization he's with or whatever picture he's captured with, uh, is focusing on his disability and not his service, not his outstanding leadership, not his, uh, ability and his capabilities. And, and, uh, that's one of the things that, uh, how we are racing for vets, we focus on doing it differently. And, and we understand that, you know, marketing wise, it, it, it may not be, you know, the best decision. But as a veteran and as a, somebody that cares about the community, you know, that's, that's our main focus. We understand that, you know, it may not be the best fundraising tactic and, and, and it may not be, be the best business decision, but the best decision for the veteran and our community is the, the portrayal of who we are, leaders and capable people that just want to be back involved in our community at a, at a, at a respectable position. And when we come back into the community and we, we communicate that we do have these, you know, these uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or traumatic brain injury or amputee or, you know, other things that are getting treated, we don't want, to, we don't want that to overshadow uh, everything else that, that we're capable of doing. Right. So, John, it sounds to me like that that's a major education pro- uh, process and project to the community. Uh, you know, uh, we served our country. Something happened, but that doesn't mean that we have to be continuously dependent for the rest of our lives. We still have that capability of doing great things. Would you say that? Oh, 100%, sir. I would most definitely say that. And I would say, you know, if, 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 if there's a person out there, if there's a business owner out there, if there's a community leader out there listening, uh, get personally involved in a veteran's life, you know, make, make him your battle buddy, uh, and, and find out what that veteran is really capable of. We always tell any of our donors or supporters, we tell them, be involved in the charity you give, uh, be involved, uh, because that's the real benefit to the veteran. When our business leaders and our community leaders and the supporters are side by side with our veterans, that's the best therapy because that's community and that's where they're building a relationship, connections, and everything that a veteran needs to, to make a safety net. So when he does uh, him or her have a bad moment or a bad week, uh, he has, you know, those battle buddies saying, hey, where are you at? You know, they're not, they're not accepting the answers. They're going to their house. They're picking them up. They're checking on them. They're calling them. You know, uh, and those are the, the real keys uh, that we always tell our donors and our supporters, like, be involved. Uh, you know, get hands on, uh, come out, participate into the program, find out where your support, where your money is going, because that's, that's a key resource that not only the veteran can use, but also the programs. And you can see 
how valuable what you're doing and where your support is really going. And I also, I also like to say to those leaders and those, those community uh, uh, individuals that do support uh, charities, I always say, you know, expect more of your charity. You know, like our veterans, they look for opportunities to go to businesses. When they build these cars, you know, these cars take, uh, you know, anywhere from six months to a year to build. And these veterans are working, you know, tirelessly to make this happen. And the, the best time that they have is not at the track. It's when that business leader invites us to their company picnic to unveil the car or their, their new business store is opening and they want the car that they supported there and the veterans there. The veterans appreciate that so much more than any time they get on the track. They appreciate when these leaders and the communities want the cars in the parades and they get to show off their hard work and show, show them as a winner and what they're capable of. And, uh, and, and that's the thing, you know, I'd always say expect more uh, of the charities and organizations that, that you're involved with. You know, if, if they're not coming to your business, if they're not getting involved with you and they're not, you know, coming out and saying thank you and appreciating, you know, because this support uh, these days is very, very limited. And, and our veterans want these opportunities. They just have to be there for them. Absolutely. Right. John, you know, one other thing from your uh, very complete website is uh, the opportunity uh, to continue to honor our fallen heroes. And, and I saw that portrayed mostly through two families there, if I've got this correct, the Coleman family. And the Mills family, were, who are uh, Gold Star families, and the way that they're participating with you and what you're doing, give us a little insight about how how, how that's working out with you in the, in this program. Well, you know, uh, Dean Coleman, uh, a Gold Star father, and and and, and Miss Mills, uh, Gold Star mother and father. They they are great supporters of our program. Not only uh, not only that, Dean is also uh, a veteran himself, and is also uh, comes and participates, you know, hands on a lot. Uh, and they brought to us uh, a 1966 Mustang uh, that was uh, a project that uh, Mr. Mills was working on with his son before they uh, his son deployed and was was killed in action. And uh, they were building the Mustang. And they, they approached us, and we came up and was like, hey, let's build a tribute car in our shop. And, you know, our veterans are currently working on this 66 Mustang, building it from the ground up. And, and it's, it's going to go out and create awareness for Gold Star families. And next year, we're working on uh, a Purple Heart car. And so our veterans are behind these, you know, the, these programs and these, uh, a lot of our veterans have, uh, you know, the desire to, to be a part of something great like building a gold star car uh, and getting the awareness out about gold star families. If you ask a lot of, uh, you know, civilians, hey, do you know what a gold star family is? You'd be surprised at how many people don't know what a gold star family is. Uh, we know because it's our community. And it, But if you, if you go to a lot of events and they're like, oh, what is this? You know, they think, you know, they're like gold star, you know, gold star families. They, they don't understand what it means or what it represents. And the gold star car is an opportunity to, to get that awareness out there. And as part of the awareness is, is getting that, that awareness out there and the veterans engaged in the community, explaining to people the purpose behind the car, where it came from, that they built it and what gold star families are about. 
and uh, the Gold Star families that we have as part of our part of our team uh, are outstanding. Uh, not only participants but uh, supporters. All right, uh, that's outstanding. Uh, and I'd just like to quickly uh, throw this in, Gary and John. When I returned from uh, Germany some years ago after serving there, the first new vehicle I purchased was a 1965 Mustang. The second year <laughs> production. Oh, nice. <laughs> Mach 1? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our last break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Van with Racing for Vets. Uh, John, why don't you let our listeners know what items you do need for your racing um, uh, end of it anyway? Okay. So, you know, one of the biggest things for this current project we're working on is the 66 Mustang. Uh, you can go to our, our Facebook page and follow the build. It's currently on a rotisserie. And, you know, we're, we're waiting for a power plant and a rear end and, and a drivetrain. So, you know, in the 66, and this is a, a full-blown uh, race car, so we're putting a cage in it. Uh, it's getting on the floor plans, uh, completely, you know, painted. And so if if... Any of your listeners, uh, you know, want to support in any way, they can go to our Facebook page. They can go to our website. Uh, they can get in contact with us. They can email us directly. But uh, you can put the word out. You know, we're in need of, you know, this is this is the gold star car. And, and something, you know, something, you know, that, that represents, you know, 
our veterans and the Gold Star families properly. You know, a, a, a nice crate engine would be perfect. Uh, a, a nice nine-inch rear end would be great, and uh, you know, a transmission to go with it would be amazing. But uh, whatever anybody can help uh, support with would be amazing. But this is something that our veterans have been working on for uh, over five, six months now. And, and it's almost ready for uh, to get that power plant and the, the transmission in the rear end. Uh, and anything that, that anybody can, you know, lend support, you know, wheels, brakes, hubs, uh, you know, rack and pinion, subframe, uh, anything that they can lend, you know, seats, you know, dialog system, uh, anything at all would be a great support and would be uh, highly, highly appreciated by not only uh, myself but our veterans would uh, greatly appreciate the support because anything that isn't used in this current project uh, could be used for the gold star car. I mean, not the gold, the purple heart car next year. Can't beat that at all. All right. Now, John, why don't you give us a quick, uh, quick one on this one where a veteran, a disabled veteran wants to come on board. What does he have to have uh, in order to get ready to see you or the organization so the the first thing that we want uh, a veteran to do is uh you have to uh reach out you have to get in contact with us either facebook or email our information is on our website it's on our facebook uh reach out and just message us uh we, if you're active duty if you're reserves uh you're good to go get in contact with us because you're going to need help transitioning uh and and also if you're we have a anywhere from homicide detectives uh, that are veterans that are part of our team to uh, people who are just coming back that are, you know, 22 years old that are uh, trying to find their path again. Uh, so whether you're a veteran that is, you know, 60 years old, it doesn't matter what area, as long as you're honorable discharge and uh, you have a desire to be a part of the team again, uh, just reach out and, and tell us how you want to get involved. Now, the only limitation to our program is you know our funding uh these 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 uh there's a major hurdle uh a lot of programs run into uh is funding one of our major hurdles that we have is we have a you know a lot of veterans that want to participate uh it's just the funding is not there to make that happen so uh we 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 always want to serve the veterans in the, the areas that they want to be but uh with uh limitations on funding it, it makes it hard to do that. So, but if they want to get involved and if they're willing to work for it, they're willing to be part of, part of the community again, and and they understand that you know real rehab and being on a team again, it takes time. So, uh, and they have to have the drive to be there. Uh, come and get involved. Reach out to us, and and we look forward to seeing you on the track. All right, and John, why don't you give me your URL? Uh, you can reach us at www.racing the number four that's org. So you can reach us at racingforvets.org and same thing, Racing for Vets on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, John. It was a pleasure having you on the show this morning. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? So biggest thing that I would share with uh, your listeners is uh, get directly involved uh, in a veteran's life. Uh, become his friend, uh, uh, invite him to Christmas dinner. If you're having Christmas, uh, get their family involved, uh, you know, 
get personal with them. Uh, the biggest thing that veterans need is community and being involved in a community and feeling a sense of being tied to that community. Uh, that's the best support that uh, veterans can get. Uh, you know, we have the best equipment, the best medical care, the VA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have tons of resources. Uh, and, and we have to have a community to not only participate and be in, but uh, a family, a home. And uh, if, if we don't have those connections, inviting us out to Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinners and stuff like that, we don't have those community members uh, helping us get reengaged, uh, then all those resources are, are not being utilized. So my biggest thing is, you know, get personal, get involved in a veteran's life and, and watch how, watch what that veteran is capable of doing. All right. And thanks again, John. And also, uh, Bill? John, thank you for your service to our nation. Thank you for your continued service to the veterans in the community and locally and around the world. And uh, uh, I think uh, this is the way that our men and women get an opportunity to get back to to some semblance of order and to lead good lives in the future. Thank you for being with us today, and hopefully very soon you'll come back and join us again and give us a further update. Definitely, John. Yes, yes, most definitely. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website and also syndicated on iTunes where you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation thanks to you.